Hello and welcome to episode 5. My name is Michael McCarthy and as always I'm joined by John O'Shea and Francis Cox. This week we'll have a chat with special guest referee Paddy Russell. We'll have a review of Tip versus Limerick in the Munster Senior Football Championship and we'll have a chat about Tip versus Cork in the qualifiers. And we'll round it off with interesting social media articles. This is the West Awake, West Tip Matters. The West's Awake, the West's Awake. Another goal! And it's Eugene O'Neill has got it! Is by Johnny Ryan. He's one of the two Johnnies playing at midfield today. We're very precise, and Brian Fox with Tipperary's first. We're delighted to be joined by Paddy Russell, um, inter-county referee, Emily Clubman, and I suppose an overall legend of refereeing within within the division. Paddy, uh, pleasure to have you on board. Thank you very much, Michael. Uh, I suppose, uh, Paddy, we just start off with um, how how did you get into refereeing uh, in the first place? Well, I was from from a young age. I was very involved in the club in Emily, was and I used to be going to the club meetings and everything like that. John Maloney and Brother O'Grady, Michael O'Grady now, he was the chairman at Bourne and Oak, and John Maloney was a well-known referee, as everyone knows. Brother O'Grady was looking for referees for juvenile matches, and they sent out outward to each of the clubs at the time, back in 1976. It came up at at our meeting anyway one night, and they just put it out, anybody want to go. But three of us from Emily went at the time, John O'Mara, John Lundergan and myself, we went over Michael Hennessy and my own brother Michael Ustrive was over. None of us had cares. We were only young because I was only 17 years of age and the rest of the lads, I'd say, were, they could, the two of them were, were on the same go as me. Also. We headed up over to over to, over to Banshee, the big house in Banshee it was to knock now. We'd done our, our referees course over there and and that's how it started with our for me and for, for the for the lads. But at that stage we'll say when, when you did start off refereeing at, at juvenile level, you were there, you had to referee, would say you had to do your time and that you had to do a couple of years to wait. No, that you they didn't want to put you at senior level early on because they felt that you might you know you might get a, a hard dog game and you might pack it in and that's what they were probably afraid of, you know. Yeah, funny funny you should say that because my experience of underage games, they can be a lot harder to referee than than, than adult games. I yeah, I, I would agree with you in 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 that. But like back then, it wasn't. I don't think it was as bad now. The the games as they are even at the at the, at the present time now. With that juvenile, some some of the juvenile games, and I know myself, I'm still refereeing juvenile games. That they can they can be they can be a lot harder to referee, especially sixteen year olds. It can be a lot harder to referee nearly than the senior hauling championship game. You progressed on, obviously, then to to refereeing at at the senior board with, with the West. The great John Maloney, I suppose, was, was would have been a, a, an influence, a, a good influence on you um, around that time. Oh, definitely, yeah, I, great, yeah. John Maloney would say was my my boyhood hero. Would say you know as a as a referee would say going back going back the years. I always had great great time for him. As a, as a referee, and and we'll say another fellow would say that was at the same time as 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 John would say was Georgie Ryan from Latin would say was another great referee also. Paddy, how how did you progress on then to to becoming a, a an intercounty ref? Was it did you just get a phone call one day to say that that things were going well for you, or or was it something you aspired to do yourself? Oh God, no, no, I never. I, I actually the first time going to referee we. Like the three, we were so young at the time. Like we went for the a, a crack, as you you'd say. Like young fellas, like didn't know what we were putting ourselves in for at the time. But um, no, they, then I I started would say after a year or two, I started to get some senior games. Would say oh, don't know who cups and 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 junior football championship games. <clears throat> first junior West junior football championship was golden and Ahalo over in Bancher and it was on before a National Football League game over in Bancher. I'd say it was October, maybe it wasn't that, it must be October or that way because the National Football League game was, I think it was clear and tip were playing afterwards in Bancher. But this was on before, before it was golden, golden I remember and and and, and Ahala. 
in the junior football West Final. That was, I'd say, 78, 79. It could be around that time. The the West um, the West Senior Senior Football Championship was was a, a tough affair, I suppose, around that time. And I think you were in charge in in '83 in a fairly contentious game between was it Galti and and Solid in a in a West Senior Football Final. Are those games very hard to referee, or would you do you, do you, would you get more enjoyment from a tough game when you come out? I suppose similar to a player that that came off a a field and a tough game, thinking Jesus, that, that was great. Or or after a game like that, would you be kind of criticizing your own performance? That game that you mentioned would say was one of the games, and and um, that it was a hard game to referee. It was it was. Um, you had to be on top of it, and you know you couldn't leave it go. Would say from the start, well, like normally would say you'd see you'd get the feel of a game, and you'd see what way it's going, and then would say like that game started. Would say that day it started early, uh, early. So you had to put your foot down. Would say nearly straight away, and that then after that you were blown for. You know you had to get on top of it and, and, and keep blowing would say for for, for for the fouls would say and that you couldn't kind of leave it leave it go any bit would say you know yeah. but that that would say what happened that day and the the, the following Thursday, or Thursday would say what I picked up the nationals would say and JJ Kennedy would say I remember him he had he had an article and he praised me he praised me for the handling of the game and I was a very young at the time would say when when that that thing happened. So, like from that on, and it made the front page of the Irish Independent the following Monday. Was there Monday? Was there after that game about five cent up and all this kind of thing? But just from that on, I'd say that would say you know people would say like I was I was nominated to go forward. Would say to do an inter to do inter county would say uh, games. Then after that would say. Into Crow Park, your name would be Sinter Crow Park, would say that that's the way it, it would work out. Like, and just after that, then would say, once you know, once you're up there and you get a couple of matches and you progress away from there. I remember my first National League game was, I'd say, 82 or that way, it was in Limerick between Limerick and Longford. And then, then the next game I got above in Kilbehany, uh, it was Limerick and and Carlow in the National Football League. I remember. Gordon Ryan would say uh, from Galbally was was um, he, he was in bugs at the Limerick County Board and he was on the gate the same day. You got six pounds for your um, dinner. Would say if there was five umpires would say and you, and yourself uh, four umpires and yourself which would be five six would be thirty. Remember him coming out like and you'd get paid at the at the gate going out would say for your your meal and you'd have to send up your expenses in whatever mileage you'd have. Remember, he he what he made on the gate that day was thirty pounds and, and 50, 50 pence or whatever, and uh, he gave me the thirty and and uh, he said that fifty thing and he threw it he threw it at me, you know. But that was that was what you know that was the first game. Your first monster championship game, then obviously that would have been a big occasion. Is that something you remember fondly? Oh, definitely. Yeah, would say when you when when you when you get a monster under twenty one football. For, Final or, or thing, or they used to be played over Wednesday night. Then would say, and we, what you call, you'd have to take a half a day off from work, and you'd be travelling down to Cork or Askeaton was another place, or Dungav and with Cork and Waterford. And I refereed, I, I refereed a good few under twenty one uh, uh, Munster finals and and minor finals also, you know. And I had done four four um, senior senior finals. John Maloney used to often say to me, you know. The Munster football final between Cork and, and Kerry were, he said, they were better than refereeing an All Ireland final because the rivalry between Cork and Kerry was just, you know, it was, yeah. it was unreal. Like the the the, the commitment and, and and the thing between between both both um both uh, teams just unreal. And he was right. Like there were there was some great yeah. teams. I was speak, speaking of rivalries, um, in, in the 90s, the GA started switching referees around. And I suppose you, we had Stevie O'Donnell on last week and he spoke about your trips um, up north. They, they must have been tremendous occasions. North football was, was, I suppose, is a tigerish and still is tigerish affairs. And, and the crowds can be very partisan, but it must have been, uh, must have been a, a great occasion. 
Oh, definitely would say like I remember the first one in '99. In yeah, '99, I did the the Ulster final between um between Armagh and Down. Armagh won it. Charlotte Bottoms was was captain, I think, of the Armagh team the same year, and uh, so that was I definitely. And I I actually would say when 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 that was going was say I was nearly up there every second every second week was say it was either Armagh or Down or Tyrone or heaven uh, it was all the all the outside i this was it was a kind of a i i could i could go nearly up there blindfolded because we say we we just mostly up there they, they used to be sending me anyway while you're in a game referee in a game can can you appreciate would say a good game from a bad game or are you just are you just concentrated on 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 the refereeing of the game and and not really the the skill that's on show the game i really enjoyed the day was above in Parnell Park, which was a National Football League game between Mayo and Dublin. It was the time they were bringing in the sin bin. I never, I never enjoyed a game as more, and I was never as tired as a game from a game afterwards. It was constantly up and down the field, and people, the people were, uh, the players were putting their hand on players, but they never. Well, I, I, I have spoken about that. We said we spoke about it coming down the Caribbean that that night. The the players were realised would say that if they if they if they pulled or dragged or done anything like that that they were going to get a or be sin bin then it was one of I I thought it was just was, was great that night of football was like that it was just an a really enjoyable game to referee and it was free flowing because fellas weren't pulling and or, or dragging that 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 night above there you know and yeah. and just then didn't didn't want it so they put I the the media, I think, would say well, I had a big, big say in in, in that that time. Would say of, of knocking it, of knocking the, of knocking that um, the sin bin that time for the first the first time it, it did come out yeah. because they didn't they didn't want this sin bin at all. You know, you're you're known I suppose countrywide as a, as a football referee, but obviously having refed forty two years in in the West Division and in in County Tipperary, um, you've you've refed both codes. Is there any games? I suppose similar to the intercounty question, any game that sticks out for you in in uh, club in club affair that again similar that you'd love to go back and 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 experience all over again? I suppose the the first the first um, Holland game that I got would say uh, back the years was a Crossco Cup game between Clenolty and Sean Tracy's, and I remember before the before the the um, throwing. The two players would say came up for the for the toss and one of the they didn't know me then at that stage would say one of the tra- the Tracy's captain and on the day I, I won they anyway, but he, he came up and he says are you, are you knew you know he was kind of sussing me out you know but, uh, he knew me I'd say after about ten minutes or a quarter of an hour anyway uh, one of the one of the fellows got had the had the map of uh, one of the one of the Tracy's fellas, Holly, and he's back high. <laughs> so he got the road that day. So, so I <laughs> found out who I was. <laughs> Fairly lively. John O'Shea and Francis Coughlin are on the call as well. Francis, do you have any, anything you, you'd like to talk to Paddy about? Um, how are you, Paddy? Um, I suppose the, bi- the big thing at the moment is trying to attract referees. And I suppose it's not considered the most glamorous, I suppose, with... This was, there's a tendency maybe for referees to get abused and newcomers coming in seems to be hard and I suppose when you look at it the more glamorous side of it is maybe to go into coaching or helping out with teams like do you think there's a certain age bracket or a certain group that people need to be targeted or maybe ex-players to to get involved do you think that that needs to be pushed more to kind of keep referees going because the amount of games seems to be increasing every year and like we saw this year with the way the games were structured, far more referees and linesmen are actually needed. Like, yeah, especially now, I would say at at, at club championship games, you you have to have nearly referees doing the line for you, and definitely there is a lot more more um, more referees needed. Would say to help out, but. Uh, it's hard to know. Would say the way I, the way, and and I know that's I'm talking about the 70s. Would say when I, when we went into it, like it was only just lot, a lot of people will say, yeah, I'll I'll take it up. They see the likes of Fergal Hogan and 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 and, and um, 
Willie Mahan, or Willie, not Willie, but uh, Derek Mahan, sorry. And, um, you know, these fellows, they're getting on and, 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 and fellows think, would say, like, I, I could be that, I could be that, you know, I could be like them and I could move on like that. Fellows like that would, would, you know, just John Maloney was there probably with me and Georgie Ryan and fellows like that that were, were, were ahead of me that we say I looked at them and I was looking, you know, if we were looking for, but ex-players don't, doesn't make, make good referees either. Like, they, you know, we, you know, what you call it, and some of them can and more of them can't. Like some fellow that might never have been involved, maybe turn, could turn out to be a good referee, you know. That's, you can have that too. It varies. Like, if, you know, to try and encourage fellows in, but like I suppose the abuse at the sideline and things like that. But I was the same, would say, when I started up for a green, I was, oh, I'll abuse you. You'd be kind of, you know, you'd be, you'd be. but then down to the year, then as the years go by, you see these fellows and you ask them to do an umpire or a linesman. And, oh, God, I couldn't do that. You know, that, that's the thing. All these fellows that that give out you won't do nothing themselves. Like, the person would say this, this the chairman of the club or the secretary of the club or something like that. You asked him to one party do it in a minute because they, they, these fellows will do, but the fellows that will criticize you won't, won't do anything anyway. And the same in clubs and things like that. And a lot of clubs would say they don't even you know they know these fellows and they, they don't want them either, like in, 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 the, in the club because they only, you know, they only cause the problems for them. But that's what you have, like. But, as far as getting in, fella, you know, encourage fellas. But yeah, a lot of fellas see what's going on in the sideline, and these fellas should be reported and 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 you know, suspended or or, or finding the club. I think it's it's you're killing the club that way. You know, I, these fellas should be there. Should be something there that to to. It's no good. I would say suspending them and giving them two months or three months. Who's going to stop them at the gate or? Thing like that, you know, there's nobody there, or nobody knows that he's suspended, or something like that. They're just going to walk in. So there's no kind of deterrent for these fellows at all. Do you think maybe referees need to be protected more? So we see maybe in the likes of rugby or soccer, there's less back chat to the referee. There seems to be a little bit more respect as such, in a way, like there's no such thing as back chat or giving out as much. The referee has is in control and he's the one in charge. Well, it's up to the referee himself. Like he doesn't have to take that in the, at, 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 as it would say for players or for anybody like that. They don't have to take. There's rules there that that covers all the all that. Like, and you're told even, and, and you're always told apply the rules. That's what we were always told in Croatia. Apply the rules. That's what they're there for. Like people send this fellow and abuse me and that. Report him if he if he abused you. And that's the way to stop it. Like. If you if you just ignore it and go home and and, and leave him leave him go down, but if some fellow abuses you or if a player abuses you on the field, there's rules to cover all these things. It's only to, it's up to the board. Then we'll say, well, you send in your report, you put him down your report, and you send it, you send in your report, and it's up to the board. Then the rules are there for the for the cover all those things. Yeah, hello, Paddy. Yeah, Paddy, I, th- I think you, you you probably hit the nail on the head there. There are rules there to govern, and you know, an awful lot of the the, the times. It's, it's downright bad manners uh, on, 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 on a lot of people's uh, part. And as you said yourself also, they, you know, you ask them to do a line at a match or you ask them to do an umpire if you're stuck there and, you know, they'll run a mile. And these are the, these are the know-all, the experts, you know what I mean? If, if, yeah. if, if somebody outside of the GA came, to, came and looked at a match and they said, but God, they should have no problem getting referees. There's so many referees at every game. Done, you know, and and um, but uh, you know, going back to what you said there, I suppose getting uh, players in, uh, it is a, a thing uh, going forward, which you know, it's, it, I don't know how you would address it. And I was involved myself there a couple of years there, you know, uh, trying to get referees in and asking clubs to put forward lads and all. And it's 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 a hard thing going forward, you know. Um, just before we finish up there, you as we as we said. You've you've um, given great service to the division, the county, and inter-county. You you've refereed, I suppose, your your first games in in each of the codes, um, West Finals, County Finals, All Ar- Munster, and All Ireland Finals. Is there is there a game? Is there a, a, 
a moment in your in your refereeing career that you are most proud of? I suppose with the I suppose the the club game, the county senior holland final to refere to have referee dash. You know, their their games would say like that, and and the other the first all Ireland senior final to you know to to achieve that would say was was a great honor. Would say like, you no, know, yeah, the games stand out. Would say the referee a county senior holland final in Tipperary was to me was a great honor also, and you know they're the games that and. To referee a West and to referee a West West under twelve football or Holland final. They are the little they are, that was their little All Ireland final to them, and that's the way I looked at. It. And probably the juvenile game, I would always kind of you know go back to. I remember coming down from people often said I I did a Nulster final above in 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 Clonus of a Sunday. We came down late and and I was above in Lisbonan doing an under under twelve football game. To, the Monday, the, the Monday night after that. So, you know, they, I would always, and I, that's one thing I always, I never, I never um, forgot where I came from and where where it all started from me. Yeah, that's that's absolutely excellent. Paddy Russell, uh, forty-five years refereeing in the West in the West Division. Thanks very much for for your for your time. Uh, that was very enjoyable, and uh, we hope to see you um, as as the man in the middle for many years to come um, in, in the West Division. Please God. Thank you very much, Frank. Uh, okay, we'll move on to the intercounty scene at the weekend. Uh, Tipperary beat Limerick in the Munster Senior Football semi-final. Francis, you were looking at that. How did it go? I suppose it had the good and the bad built into it. Um, I suppose when you look at it, we were in the first half. We were seven points behind at half time. We were very slow in our build-up, trying to to work the ball down the field to get scores. I think we were kind of starving Sweeney and <coughs> Quinn Living to a degree. They were being marked to be allowed Limerick to get back instead of trying to attack on the break. I know the way we set up at the moment. Team set up now not to lose is the first part of it. And you try and hold possession. You see Cork, were, Cork did a lot of it on Sunday as well. Limerick were probably the better team over mm-hmm. the, um, the 70 minutes and then over the extra time. But we, we just did enough as such to, um, to win it. And I suppose one of the big questions now, we had it last week, does, should Brian Fox start? He was a different team when when they were when he was brought on at half time. He made a huge difference, as we said, the link man between defence and attack. When you take a look at the first half, we conceded two very soft goals. Um, we really got opened up from. We couldn't lay a hand on a Limerick player going in. It, it was it was really very poor, and we can't be affording to cough up a lead like that again because this third quarter we expect expended an awful lot of energy into the comeback to just to just to get ahead and again in the last quarter Limerick came back at us again and it took Connor Sweeney's Morris Fitzgerald-esque point just to save us but eventually a Brian Fox as we mentioned him there again I mean he stayed going there he came on at half time 35 minutes and another 20 minutes that was 55 minutes he had in him I know legs were all legs were tiring at that stage but if that was me the next day I definitely think he has to start um Again, we talked about Liam Boland. He came off the bench and hit two points. Connor Sweeney was just uh, impressive again. Um, he's seven points from play, five from freeze. Um, we need Stephen O'Brien back. That's that nearly a given for a Munster final. I think we definitely didn't win the midfield battle, which was it put us under a lot of pressure then. Uh, Stephen O'Brien is a huge addition there from you know just the ability to catch the ball and break the ball in there. Um, Jack Kennedy went off injured so again hopefully he'll be back as did Kevin Fahey so with injuries we've a week to recover for a Munster final I suppose bearing all that in mind it was we, it was four weeks in the trot and then to go to extra time as well legs were about to tire and I suppose pitches are getting heavy now as well which put us under pressure but I think another point going forward is we have to get Quinn Living more into the game as well um, I know Sweeney's doing a lot of scoring. Quinlivan is out in the half hour line, but I, I think we need to be working the ball. Sweeney and Quinlivan are our best scorers, our, our best chance of scores. I think we need to be working them more into the game and get more out of Quinlivan. He just doesn't seem the same player yet. As, you know, I know he was going to take a year out and and all that, but he need we need to probably make get more ball into him and quick ball. I think. We allowed the Limerick defence to get back in numbers in our slow build-up on Saturday. 
and you know it limited our chances in the second half when we just put the foot to the floor we were a different team I know we probably ran out of energy a bit again but we need to look at options of getting Quinn Living I think more into the game definitely and I suppose one thing a player I've been very impressed with is Liam Casey I think I know he was going travelling, he changed his mind in with the COVID crisis. He's been, you know, a real inspiration there. And I think he needs, we need Stephen O'Brien in there with him as just for the work rate at midfield and that as well. I think in the presence at midfield going forward, uh, I think we definitely need everyone, everyone there for Sunday week to try and hopefully take this to the next level. Yeah, I suppose uh, just to, just to pick up on what you said there earlier, uh, early in your report, our first half was abysmal. I suppose there's there's no point in in saying in saying any different. We we just didn't get into the game. Limerick midfield, they 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 won. I, I to be honest, I, I don't know. Did we we only win one or two of our own kickouts? Our own kickouts are a problem. Would you con- would you consider that to be? True? Yeah, it seems to have been a problem now for a good few games. It was the same in the Leitrim game. We, we struggled in midfield for large parts of it as well. And, you know, again, it's the breaking ball. We need someone coming in under. And that probably goes back to where Brian Fox will come in as well. player like that to catch, to go on to the breaking ball if the likes of Stephen O'Brien or Dean Casey can break it. And we need to be more effective in there in the middle of the field. We don't seem to have a kick-out strategy as such. We seem to have one with Kern, Liam Kearns at the time as well, but a lot of it was based on sharp kick-outs. But Limerick pushed up on us a lot and uh, pressed up on us a lot and forced us to go with a long kick-out. So we're going to have to expect that against Carr. Carr did that to Kerry on Sunday as well. So we're going to have to expect that and, and have a strategy or the likes of O'Brien being able to try and catch the ball and, and contest the ball in midfield. Yeah, just speaking of, of kick-out strategies, we obviously had a, a, a kick-out strategy on the Limerick kick-out at the weekend where, where we put an awful lot of pressure on it and we, we forced O'Sullivan, is it in the, uh, Donald O'Sullivan in the goal yeah. for Limerick to, to, go, to go long. But without Stephen O'Brien in the middle of the field, we don't seem to have much of a presence on a high ball. No, we don't. And I suppose we've been fairly limited there to that degree. It shows why Stephen is such an important player to that team. And, his presence and his height, and uh, I suppose he has he has that physicality about him as well that he can he can win a ball and just take off like. And we need his aerial ability, I suppose, to such against Cork on Sunday week. Yeah, um, I suppose we'll go we'll we'll have a look at the Brian the Brian Fox um, I suppose issue uh, of whether he starts. So I have been trying to figure figure this out and. I, I I'm wondering is David Power thinking that he needs Fox still motoring in in the seventy to seventy five minutes, and that if he starts him, the the legs might be gone. But I I think we saw last weekend that Brian came on at half time. He played whatever it was thirty four minutes I think in the in the second half, and then another twenty two minutes extra time, and was still flying around the place at the end and obviously got the winning score which proves that he, he he is fit enough to start yeah well I think he is definitely fit enough to start I mean I, I would take my chance in him starting if he doesn't have the 70 minutes in him he doesn't have the 70 minutes but my point is we can't cough up another lead like that again if you cough up a lead like that against Cork we're going to be under serious pressure Sunday week my view is try and build up a lead if we can and do whatever we can for those 50, 60 minutes that he could be on the field and then bring on fresh legs if we have to. But I think start from start from the way we mean to go on. We can't be chasing it, chasing our tails, coming on again at half-time the next day. And suddenly we're seven points, Jeff, we're into getting back level. If that was a better team on Saturday and we just did enough to get back level, we'd have been under huge pressure in the last quarter. Nimerick just, I think Nimerick ran out of party legs as well. They were... They were four weeks on the trap playing as well. They possibly could have had a penalty as well there, you know, late on as well. So we were probably very lucky the way the game did pan out for us. But we just, we can't concede or cough up that much of a lead again. No, um, yeah, it, it, the, this, the third quarter, I suppose, it, we, the games have been broken down into quarters now. But we really excelled in the third quarter. I think we scored 1-6 to no score in, in, in that. But then didn't score, I suppose, in... Um, other than the one point, was it in 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 the fourth quarter, which was um, the the level and score from from Connor Sweeney, an absolute 
super point for, from from the sideline. And speaking of uh, about Connor Sweeney, he he really is all star caliber forward at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he definitely is, and I suppose he, he's on the name of every man, opposition manager's radar at the moment. Um, he, he just he's in a real form, a real confidence at the moment. And I suppose if you look at the earlier part of the league, he was probably being double marked in a lot of games. We seem to have worked that part of it out that Sweeney's getting the space. But I think going back to the the first half, the laboured ball going in, trying to work work it through the hands and back and forth. Maybe we should be trying a few quick balls. Into We might get the odd one turned over, but I think if he gets a few quick balls, you know, the peg he has on him, like he's, he's going to score more often than not. Like he's huge ability. And even if he was brought out to the half forward line for a while and maybe swap him with Quinn Levin, he has huge distance in his shot as well. Like, so it's probably another option. Maybe that might get Quinn Levin more into the game as well. Sweeney definitely seems to be our only outlet in, in, in front of the goal. And we do a lot of as you said, over and back passing. And, and you spoke about Liam Casey. Liam Casey seems to be the only one that is willing to take on a, a, a shot from, from outside. And team teams, especially the, the better teams, are going to cotton on to that. So we do need to add another string, more strings to our bow. And I know you, you, you spoke about Quinlevin, and I think he started corner forward the last day, but had been named at 11. Where, where, what position do you think with Quinlevin we can get the most out of him? I think maybe he needs to be closer to goal and maybe bring Sweeney out a bit. Quinn Niven has an eye for goal. We, we all know that. And if he gets a sniff at the tally take, we saw the one chance he almost got a goal there on, on Saturday as well. But th- there has to be way more work working more into the game. Whether we just or whether we just leave Quinn Niven and Sweeney inside together and bring out a, a third forward further out in front of him and let them let the ball work into the space inside. Maybe they do more damage that way. And um, there certainly is a lot for for David David Power to to work on. But I suppose overall, just looking at it, uh, getting the win and getting into a monster final, and I suppose we got the result we wanted. Would it be fair to say that with Cork's last minute winner against uh, against Kerry? Yeah, um, I, I was watching that. It was just tending by the fire here and. I think it just reminded me of the older days when it was a straight knockout again and just suddenly it was just like a sucker punch out of nowhere. I didn't really see it coming. I thought it was going to maybe trail off wide or he's going to get a level and pipe. We might see penalties, but it was just, it was an unreal goal from Marquine. He just, as soon as he caught the ball, he just dropped it and straight onto the foot. He knew where he was going. Like, and it was just one of those things. I think Kerry were still just, their players, the management and everything were still just looking up and, and wondering where where do you go from here? Like you know, what was after happening? I mean, Pat Spillane had written in the paper that day that <laughs> he had no saw no chance for Cork. And I don't know, just the way Cork set up, did Kerry just really think it was just going to happen? I mean, if you look at what Clifford the shot he had on goal, another day that would have gone into the top corner. Nothing just seemed to go fully right for a either that they couldn't really get away from Cork and Cock were just able to get the scores when they needed them, and I just keep remember Sean Powder as well there at the end of towards the end of normal time. The amount they held on to the ball, I think, it was for a minute, two and a half minutes, yeah. and he almost lost the ball by taking a shot, and he fought back for it to win a free after that. Like it just showed the hunger when they, when they got a sniff of victory at all, the hunger and, and the work rate that they had, and it, it was a lesson to any to any player watching that and younger player that. You know, you fight to the final whistle and so, something may happen on the day, like... Yeah, I suppose, just talking about the fight, and you definitely saw the, the huge fight in the in the Cork ranks there at the weekend, but, I mean, that that Kerry, well, that Kerry team has a number of players that have multiple minor All-Ireland medals, and, I mean, they, they won five, was it five in a row and lost the sixth one, whereas, and, and Cork have been in their shadow for so long, but then Cork popped up last year and won was it the under 20 and six of those guys were playing they probably went through you know their their teenage years being beaten up a stick by by Kerry would it be fair to say that Kerry were gone soft that those boys are so used to winning that they might be soft from it um, it's possible like I mean see what I remember lad telling me in the club one time like you can win all you wanted underage and it is absolutely brilliant but you you don't, when two come, come in adult, come in men, 
you have to win something at senior. You know, you have to. That, that's the ultimate prize and the ultimate goal you have. Minor and under twenty are the stepping stone. They're the building blocks. You have to be able to do it at senior on a continuous level. And it was just a soccer punch, but I think you have to look at it over the course of the game. Kerry had their chances. They didn't take him. Did he just think the next chance was going to come and they'd eventually just see it out? It's very hard to understand what mindset they had. Did they just think it was just going to happen on the day? You know, as, as I read in another place, some of the called it like the FA Cup, third round of the FA Cup, we always knew there was going to be a shock here or there. And I suppose mm. you mightn't like this one, Michael, but I think it was back in 93, Wrexham knocked was Arsenal <laughs> out of the FA Cup with right. the last That's minute right. goal. and. It was just absolute shock. No one expected it. Arsenal were expected to win. Like These things do happen. And I mean, Cork aren't a bad team either. As you said, they've lived in the shadow of the Kerry lads growing up. But it's, every dog has his day. Like, and I suppose credit I suppose, goes to Keane O'Neill here as well. We've seen him with the Tiberi Hurlers from time to time. He's been involved in the Kerry backroom team as well. He was involved in Kadir. He's huge experience about you know how to set teams up and that as well. And he, he's an unreal coach. And it was just a very patient game by Cork. They were willing to hold on to position. It wasn't the most prettiest football to watch. I know the conditions were poor. But the way they just held on to possession, the way they were willing to recycle it back and, and work it back out. I mean, if you look for that, that goal they got, they looked to be in for a point at one stage. It wasn't on. And they worked it back out again eventually the kick goes in and, and they get the goal out of it. So I don't know. It's hard to know. I think Kerry people are still dumbfounded by the whole thing as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just the, the the goal scorer there on Sunday was Mark Keane. He's an Aussie rules player with Collingwood in, in Australia. We have our own um, Australian rules player. He's on the sideline. He's training with the boys. Do you think there is a phone call going into the Sydney Swans begging for him to be let play in, in the Munster final and would that be a, a huge boost to the tip lads if he was? Yeah, I suppose there's two arguments over. I see Twitter was full of that as soon as we as soon as we won and as soon as Cork won. Um we we, we get Colin O'Reardon back. I know the Sydney Swans have said no already, but I was just reading there about Mark Keane before we came on. Cork have to apply for every game beforehand to get permission. And it's up then to Colin Wood then whether they'd agree for him to play or not. It's a hard one to know. He'd, he'd make a huge addition going in there, but whether that upsets the panel is another question as well. I mean, does some fella just train and say, well, he hasn't been with us. Why do I lose out? Or does everyone accept him in? It's it's always a question that sticks. Like, or do you go like Hart did and you take your chance and it obviously work out, it'll work out? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a it's an interesting one, and uh, we we'll certainly be previewing the Munster final in 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 seven days' time uh, when we speak again. Uh, that final is on um, in Cork on Sunday the fifteenth of or sorry Sunday the twenty second of of November. Um, so we'll have a chat about that next week. Uh, John O'Shea, uh, you're still with us. John, tip play Cork this weekend in, in Hurland. It's a knockout game. It's all on the line. Did you see anything from Cork at the weekend versus Dublin that would worry us? I, I did, uh, you know, and I had a sort of a... I, I had seen Cork against Waterford uh, in, in the flesh, as the fellas says, in Torles. I saw last Sunday against uh, Dublin. Now, I was a sort of wondering coming up to that game, what Dublin team was going to turn up? Was it the Dublin team that played... Kilkenny in the first half or the Dublin team to play Kilkenny in the second half and I think probably it was somewhere in between and and um, but the one thing I, I sort of took out of that Dublin Cork game is that that Dublin in my opinion are not in the top they're not a top six team in, in Ireland at the minute in Hurling what did I think of Cork I, I, I you know Kingston the manager he he had five changes from the Waterford game four of them were, were uh, sort of he made them. The other one was Robbie O'Flynn, who was absent through suspension for the Waterford game. So the, the other four guys that um, made a, a huge, huge uh, uh, difference, Luke Mead, uh, Colm Spillane, uh, and what you call the other fella? Was it Mac, uh, was another fella? I just, uh, was it Jack or uh, Dalton? Dalton. Yeah. And, and Robbie Mike O'Flynn. And Dalton, yeah. yeah. Uh, Flynn hit five points uh, from, from play and he was really, really, you know, he was, he was, you know, full of energy. Uh, your man um, Spillane sort of shored up the defence there. 
look at Dublin brought back a sweeper then in some shortly after the game, and that allowed um, Mark Coleman there as as the free cockman, like, and he definitely blossomed. And, you know, done a huge amount of work when he was the free man. And as I said, Dalton and O'Connor up front there, you know, they definitely, they showed their, their what, what, what they were made of. Uh, yeah. Look at I, I, I think, think I, sorry, John, I, I just that you mentioned it. Um, I've seen it, it written, you know, about Cork uh, deploying the sweeper in Mark Coleman and that, that would they do that against Tip? But I mean, Mark, Mark Coleman wasn't deployed as a sweep. Effectively, became a sweeper by Dublin dropping back a player. Now he he obviously had a a brilliant game, but Tip Tip don't play with a sweeper. I I I, I could hand on heart say we won't play with a sweeper. So that would mean that that Cork are going to have to go six on six in the backs. Do you think they they drop a, a back back? Would they be that afraid of us that they they would have Coleman playing as a sweeper? Well, I suppose. Look at if you if you if you look at it, Cork have two games under their belt. Uh, you know, uh, sort of were were not up to it against Waterford. We're very much up for it last week. Now, our, mm. you know, I, I don't think Cork will fear Tipperary. Base, look at you know, Tip weren't didn't do anything wild against uh, Limerick and then mm. and went down to by nine pints. So I think if I was Kieran Kingston, I'd be saying, you know, this tip, you know, this Tip team aren't as good maybe as what we think they are. Now, the conditions probably <laughs> could be the same as, as they were uh, Tip and Limerick. Uh, you know, I think the forecast yeah. for Saturday isn't great. But look at... I, um, I, suppose, I suppose that forecast, though, John, wouldn't... Like, like, I think we spoke before the Limerick game about how the forecast would probably... If it was to suit any team, it would suit Limerick. But looking at that Cork team... They don't have the physicality or the big the big men that if it is if it is a downpour again they they, they would be in the same boat as Tip so to speak a uh, uh, fast stickmen as opposed to brutish players. Yeah, they haven't. You're dead right. They are. Look at the, the the back. The other suppose if the back door has been good to us, like and there's 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 no doubt about it. I think this is our first knockout clash though with Cork since probably when it was at the All Ireland semi final of 2014. The last uh, winner takes all, and this is a this is a huge one on on uh, it's back to the old, uh, the old uh, stuff. You know, there's no whoever whoever goes down on Sunday. Is gone. That's his, That's their year over. Uh, you know, Tip. I think you know will definitely be be up for it. No, they will have to be because the last day, you know, there was not one of them up to the required standard. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, against Limerick. Now you'd often get one or two lads would have an off day, but the whole fifteen seemed to be not up to it. Now, I I, I think probably in hindsight, the fact that Tip were. Uh, had a free weekend last 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 weekend, you know it should stand to them, the, to the, yeah. the, you know they've um, got them to get their act together and get their to 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 right the wrongs that they that they had that day. Now some people will tell you, you see, if you're beaten, managers will say, oh we we, we you know we had too long of a, of a break, uh, but if you win, they'll say. Oh, the the break was good. So you know, they the you can yeah. use the excuses afterwards. But I think uh, I think definitely that two weeks that 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 week of a break last weekend will stand to tip. Uh, now, in my opinion, they can't be as bad again as they were against Limerick. Mm. So it's it's going to be an intriguing game. But the, like definitely, I I you know Cork are a huge uh, going to pose a big threat to them. Yeah, that's I, I I've read that Joe. The, I think the the narrative coming out of um. No, I know Sky have a have a, a they they big up the games and that and but I mean watching Cork and Dublin at the weekend, there, there wasn't a finger laid laid in agony in anger on any player. There seemed to be space all over all over Turles for for all the players. I mean, we saw we we spoke about Garrod Hegarty and all the space he got in Cork in the Limerick Tip game, but there seemed to be space all over the place for the Cork forwards at the weekend. I, I don't, as you said, Dublin weren't up to it. I, I totally agree. Dublin are not in the top six um, teams. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be big up on Cork after the win the weekend. I, like, I, 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 it's as good a draw as we, we could have got. Oh, yes, there's no doubt about that, Michael. There's no doubt about that. Now, I suppose, but there seems to be a trend in hurling at the moment that there's an awful lot of, uh, of, uh, of loose play. Uh, allowing 
you know, there's no hard, there's no real, real hard, tight marking uh, anymore. That seems to be the trend in, 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 in the way Hurling has gone at the moment. Now, but the only thing I will say is I think it will be a very interesting team when it will be announced on, on Friday night. And let's hope, uh, I'd say, what is it, Saturday? It probably should be uh, announced on Thursday night. night. Yeah, yeah, yes. Night, yeah. um, and let's hope the subs are announced as well and not like yeah. the last day. But I think there, there are going to be changes, uh, Michael, on that team. And I think there will have to be changes from the Limerick yeah. match. Uh, and well, well, there, you know, well, there's going to be an enforced change, I suppose, John. In 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 Barry Heffernan, I, I believe, is not fit to. to yeah, to start yeah, that's it. And, and Seamus Kennedy, I think, is probably again is probably just yeah, coming too soon. Too for soon him. for him. But, yeah. but I think there are going there is going to have to be, in my opinion, a, a shake up in that forward line, and that's 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 my honest opinion. Yeah, and yeah. I, I suppose it, that's something we spoke about after Limerick game. Our disappointment that that Dylan. Uh, Dylan Quirk wasn't involved um, in the Limerick game. I, I suppose it's very hard to gauge, obviously, because it's so long since we played the league game. But is this a game that we could see Dylan coming in? Um, he was named on the subs the last day. Uh, who else? Michael Breen is another another one who came on and was probably he came on with what twenty five to go and was probably Tip's best player. Now that wasn't a, that's not saying a lot on the Limerick game, but I mean he he did look up for it. He got a point. He was he was busy. Breen is probably going to have to come back into it, especially with with the way the weather is going. He's a big strong unit around the middle of the field. Dylan is Dylan Quirk is a big man. He's tall. He's strong. He's good under a ball. He 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 can he can win it in rocks. Uh, I'd be disappointed if he. He did. He certainly didn't play a part at the weekend. Oh yeah, I and I think you know. I think the, the, the you know this type. He's a big, as you said, he's a big, strong, uh, uh, you know, man, good under the ball. I think this, you know, I think it could be made for him, you know. And like, there's, there, there's, there's, uh, you know, do or die with him. And I, I think if he got his chance at all, we could see something. Something uh, magic from it, you, you know. I think it could be a game that could be made out of him. I don't know whether he'll start or not, but I would be terribly, terribly disappointed. Now, if he doesn't start, and I, I would be disappointed if he wasn't a feature, some person in the game, because, I mean, he 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 has proved there. Okay, it was back in the springtime and it was the league, and you can read what you like into it. But he had proved that he could mix it with them, uh, with the best of them, you know, and. Uh, like that's he has he has developed uh, into a fine uh, build of a man there over the last couple of years, you know, and mm. and and um, I I think he it could be tailor made for him that game, you know, we could see something uh, on Sunday there certainly if he didn't start, but uh, I I could definitely see him coming on because in my opinion we've had what we had six and three or four subs the last day in the forwards we had ten. The best part of 10 people played in that forward line the last day. And by God, I think Dylan Quirk is as good as any one of them 10. Yeah, I suppose if you're, if you, I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think, I think Dylan Quirk should, should, should uh, get a run. Um, just, but just looking at the back line, um, obviously we said James Kindy is out, Barry Heffernan is looking like he's out. John Maher came on, he, he certainly didn't look up to the, the pace of Intercounty when he came on. Is that Alan Flynn dropping into the, into the half back line or is Maher? John Maher will will Sheedy take a punt on him? Look what he he brought him onto the panel there, as I said, and he brought him in last day against Limerick. Maybe that's what he needed that whole game against Limerick there uh, uh, to show him what his life. Because I think the game was really lost at that stage when they brought him on, Mike. And there's no point in in, in saying it wasn't. It was going away from Tip. Tip are never going to get back into it. And um, you know he probably have learned a lot from it. If if you know of you know what's required for the intercounty standard and. Um, I'd say yes. I I would say I could see um, Mahar they are featuring in in that uh, starting fifteen, but uh, like and I could see probably Breen coming in at midfield. I you know what I mean? Now I I'm I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure after that, but there's definitely have there definitely has to be changes in the forward line from the last day, in my opinion. Uh, based on on I suppose it's very hard to to judge Tip in the in the Limerick game, but based on seeing Cork and Limerick hand on. Hart will go for a first. Do we see a tip win at the weekend? Yeah, I think I, I think yeah. When you'd weigh it all up, I think you'd have to you'd have to because while Clark scored, what did they score the last day? One twenty five or something, you know. Yeah. Tip scored in, in 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 and that was in different conditions, you know. But I I, I you know I don't think they look at if if the Clark lads are allowed free shots and goals like they did the last day. I I mean 
Tip or not at the races at all, and I can't see that happening. You know, I yeah. I, I would I would hand on heart now, and it's not it's not it's not a parochial one, but I I can I you know I definitely can see a tip uh, win on Saturday and driving on from there because I think as you said, it was probably it was probably the best um, the best draw we 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 could uh, hope for. Yeah, Francis, would you concur? Yeah, well, I I definitely think to prove the ability again provided there probably will be a few changes, but I definitely think we've the ability. To be Cork and maybe five or six points, I think it's probably going to be at times maybe a bit of a shootout. It, it has been at times, but then against if you look back twelve months ago, we hit him at the start and our work rate was absolutely superb on Parky Quee that day. And I think we're going to have to bring that that to the table again. Um, and I suppose avoid any kind of a close encounter at all if we can pull away at all. We need our, our big guns and show and get more ball. I suppose into Kellen and I think Jake Morris will probably start in there. We can get more ball into the two of them. I think we definitely have the ability to win it. Yeah. Uh, just real quick before we move on to the next topic, uh, Leinster final winner, Munster final winner. I would go look at either go for for Limerick in the Munster final. Now, Waterford, um, I just think they're not they're just not just up there uh, uh, at the moment. Now you have to look at it. What way will Limerick uh, treat this monster final? That's the one thing. That's one thing we'll have to look at. Will they? Will they? Will they come out all guns blazing like two years ago? They didn't, and and you know they ended up in 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 in, in winning the All Ireland. Uh, I'd go for Galway in the Leinster final. Um, uh, also, so I I think Galway and Limerick they, they were my two teams on 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 uh, Sunday. Yeah, and Francis. You know, Galway for the Leinster final, but I. I Sneaking suspicion Waterford might cause a problem in the Munster final. I just, I didn't think Waterford would be probably as good that quick under Cahill, but I was just, I was impressed with their work rate and their tracking back. And a lot of the players that maybe hadn't performed as well last year, he seems to have got an awful lot out of them for the cart match and a week's rest again. I, I think Cahill would definitely want to leave with a trophy and Waterford probably aren't at the stage of winning in all Ireland, but they, they could definitely take a Munster title on Sunday. Yeah, I, I I have to disagree with you, John. Agree with Francis. I I think Waterford could cause an upset, but that's only because I've heard that Limerick have a couple of injuries. Dara Donovan, I believe, has broken his thumb and and could be out for the rest of the year. Hegarty hasn't trained, I don't think, in the last in the last week, and is a doubt for the for the weekend. And one of the Morrissey's. So I think with with those three not fully fit, Mike Mike Casey obviously out, and Richie English still not back. And and the Liam Cahill effect, uh, I think um, Watford could could spring a surprise in the in the Munster final. And I, I agree with you. I, I don't see anyone winning only Galway in the Leinster final. Just move on there to the the last uh, friends from social media articles, uh, GA related. Yeah, I just reading a bit there on the Limerick leader from Dave David Moriarty. Um, he's just had to finish up with Eddie Brennan's leash there as a as a coach or a trainer, and I suppose he's just saying the difference he's had in the last twenty years. He fitness trainer when he started, but it's gone to you're considered a strength and conditioning coach now, and I suppose the difference in trying to encourage weights and all that to be nearly a, a part of training now, and they work in the gym a few nights a week. So it's just just the difference that have within the last twenty years. And the way training has evolved, I suppose. Yeah, I, that, that's an interesting thing. And I, I saw that Dave Moriarty um, is, is obviously, he, he's been involved with Munster Rugby and that as well. So he, he's been around a bit. And um, that, that weights and fitness training is great. It's great for, for, for everybody. But does it add to, the, to the, the skills of the game? Or are they more athletes than hurlers now, do you think? I think part of it is they're more athletes. When you look at some of the teams, they're probably more athletes. But I mean, it's really a case of whether if if the club or the county down the road are doing it, if you want to match them, you have to keep up with them. And it, it puts pressure. If one county starts it, every county has to try and, and match that. And if they want success, I still think you either have hurling in you or not. It's it's the skill is something you actually have, but. If you're coming up against a guy that's more physically stronger than you, that skill mightn't always show. Like if, if it's going to be a tight kind of a game, you're not. You have to be able to work space in, and that some fellas will be able to work it. But more important, 
more often than not, you're going to have to have the physicality side to match your opponents. Yeah, John, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I suppose, look, at the, the skill will always come out, but as, I think, frankly, you, you have to be fit as well and, and, and now fit in, in a sort of a way that, that, that a lot of them bulking up. And I'm not a great, you know, I was never a great believer in, in all this gym uh, stuff. Uh, if A is at it, B has to do it to compete with them. And, and that's that's where we are in sport, even at sub level. That's where we are at the moment. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, the skill definitely... Uh, We'll always, uh, you know, we'll always come come to the top. Uh, but you know, yeah. like years ago, they used to call them. You know, it was nearly, um, as you said, there were f- f- physical trainers or whatever they call. It. There was a lot of cross country men were were training teams. You know, they had this, they had this thing. They were they were good at it for. And I said training them from the physical fitness point of view, and they would have no hand act or part in in picking a team, or even they might they wouldn't even be there the day of a match. But all everything has changed now, you know. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. Uh, John, did you see anything of interest of note that you you? you I suppose I think that is is uh, there hasn't been much about it. Is 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 has probably went under the radar. Was this this age grades? For the GA uh, at club level coming in, I, I, I'm almost certain it's coming in from 2021. It was something that was passed at Congress last year. And uh, reverting to the, the odd ages from uh, like uh, 11, 13, 15, 17, and um, the 21 coming, from, coming down from 21 to 20. Now, that's a sort of, a, I don't know, that's foreign against it, depending on and 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 probably the way clubs would vote for it is it depending on how how their teams are going to be doing next year and the team might vote for this year and be against it next year. But the one flaw that I do see in it is a seventeen-year-old, the guy that's seventeen, he can only play under seventeen. That's the only grade he can play. No, the, he the can't six, play the six the sixteen-year-old. Yes, he can't play. He can't play. Uh, under 20. 20. That's right. And that to me, that is, that's the flaw in it. Now, I, I, I agree, John. I, I think that's, this is where this falls down. And see, like a guy that's turning 16 in the, in the year of competition, that that's under 17 is the only team that he'll be able to play with. And this, the 16 year olds is the age group where, where there is so much drop off and it's such an important time in, in a teenager's life. And, Whereas before he would have been playing sixteen and eighteen, now he's only playing under seventeen. We're we're taking that away from him and probably driving him towards towards other sports. Well, hopefully towards other sports, but driving him out into the community where he'll be bored. I signed the competitions and also it's it's an ease to fixture makers. We'll say with under seventeen being minor now, which means it there's no crossover with adult competition, so those games can go on at the weekend. But I think that is a huge anomaly, and it's something that needs to be addressed. And as you said, maybe through derogation on a yearly basis, um, because we we don't want to see a drop off and and those players and like that player could be very important to a club and people won't see it that they they could be the number 15 on a junior b team but it means that the, the club has a junior b team and and then we'll say the better players on that team get to experience playing junior b and then move on to junior a intermediate or senior but if that player isn't there and they don't have a junior b team those players could be lost as well Correct. Um, yeah, it, it, to me, it has a huge knock-on effect for a for a club, you know. Yeah. Well, I think um, the other side of that is, if you were a sixteen-year-old and we don't get a derogation, you're talking. You might only get two games of minor football, two games of minor hurling in a year. They could get beaten in both games. Like you're going to have to provide something for those players in the farms leagues or something to keep them interested because. Two games maybe in each code isn't going to entice fellas to go back. And especially if they feel they mightn't have a chance in a grade. There's going to have to be some way of enticing those players and keeping them there. Whether it's in the form of leagues, there has to be a set amount of games that they can get to keep them playing if you don't get a degradation. Um, the Munster football final, as we've already discussed, is on the 22nd. Uh, tip will be in green and white. Obviously, a nod to the bloody Sunday, bloody Sunday game of of um, 
of 1920 um, where 14 people went to a game and never came home. Michael Hogan, our own Michael Hogan being one of them. But Tip will wear the Grange Mokler or a replica of the Grange Mokler jersey um, that day. What, what, what do you make of that? It'd be strange not to see Tip in blue and gold. It will, but you know, I think it's it's I think it's actually it's a nice gesture. It is, and it's it's coincidental. Like in all the all the you know the bloody Sunday arrangements that were being made and uh, everything uh, commemoration arrangements that was being made, and nobody envisaged that Tip would be playing in the Munster final the same weekend. That's for sure. You know, yeah. it's a coincidence. And you know what? I'm 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 I, you know. Francis there, he was discussing there early on about the car. You know, I, I think, you know, jersey or no jersey, and it's a great gesture to have this jersey coming in on, on Sunday week. And you know what? I have I have a, a sneaking feeling that, you know, Barry O'Brien's, uh, I suppose, predicament or forecast uh, that he made, a prediction that he made there a few years back. You know what? The dream is still on, and I think maybe Sunday week could be still on, uh, Michael. Yeah. Uh, Francis, um... I suppose on on the weekend of the hundred year anniversary of that dreadful day, Tip should take great inspiration from from going out in that jersey. Yeah, d- definitely, and I suppose what happened on the day as well. And I mean, I suppose the fact we don't get to too many monster finals as well. So, and you're representing the the people that died in that. You know, what was a terrible day as well. And I think you know you're taking a lot on your shoulders wearing that jersey as well. And I think it's it's a great idea that they are actually going to wear it on the day. And it was probably one of the first things that was actually mooted after the win was we were playing on that the anniversary or the commemorative weekend. I, I think just it's a great idea and a, a great honour to be able to wear a jersey like that, you know, 100 years going forward. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, 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 I totally agree. It's going to be a, a great occasion and that. that's all we have time for this week thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and give us a follow on twitter at west awake pod next week hopefully when we're talking to you the hail will be saved and cork will be bet keep it on a boo